Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration is to remind you that God is able to turn trash into treasure. Some seasons of life feel and look like straight trash. Seriously, they do. And it may seem like it'll be that way forever, but we serve a God who specializes in turnarounds. And if you keep the faith, you will see him turn things around for you. Welcome to this, your Wednesday, March 9th, 2022 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. I am your host, Deanna Hobbs, your bestie from Buffalo, and I am bringing you the biggest smiles and the warmest greetings ever. I'm so glad to be here on day eight. Uh Uh-oh, y'all. Eight is the number of new beginnings. What? Oh, shoot. This is a new season and a new beginning for me new Deanna to step into purpose and see what God want to do in this phase of my life, right? I got my besties with me. I feel like I can make it. Y'all, I'm not going to stop celebrating these days. Every day is a milestone because you don't understand what it took me to get to this place. Lord Jesus, I thank you. And thank God for each of y'all tuning in You ain't got to do that. You really don't. You could let me and my brain damaged self talk to air in this studio. (laughs) Y'all could be like, ain't nobody got time for her today. But you keep showing up. And I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I'm happy. Yay! Um, That's the best I could think of. Like, yay! That's how I feel inside. Besties, I was in the kitchen making some popcorn yesterday afternoon, right? And my youngest daughter, Kaya, was in there. And she was like, oh, you having popcorn today? Something like that. And and I was smiling because I, I get super excited about, ha- like, I get happy about little ordinary things like having popcorn. I love Air Pop popcorn so much, besties. I think I'm going to have to buy a new one, though, because it's this thing on the top that holds the butter. Like you're supposed to put butter in it and it melts in the top. Mine has a crack in it. Let me not, let me not front. Like it just happened. That crack been in there for like two months. (laughs) (laughs) Trifling, but it was like, it was a crack, but now it's starting to kind of leak through. So I need a new one. But anyway, I was so happy about my little popcorn. And then Bestie, she said, Kaya said, are you having it on the train? And I looked at her real confused, like, and and then she she asked me again, you having it on the train? And by now, I was sort of like wrecking my brain trying to figure out what is she saying? Like, why the heck is she asking me if I'm having popcorn on the train? Besties, I get confused a lot about stuff. So I figure I was missing something obvious or something I was supposed to know. But finally, after pausing for a short time to think and still coming up empty, I I just went ahead and asked her, well, what do you mean? 
She said, you know, cause popcorn, popcorn on the train. <laughs> I bust out laughing. I knew she had been listening to that podcast episode. You know the one where I told y'all I would be doing drill chants with my friends in the neighborhood. And I had told y'all about my drill, popcorn, popcorn on the train. Watch Deanna do her thing. She said, uh, mm, better, mm, better, mm, better, mm, better, mm, better, mm, better, mm. I used to body that joint. What? I used to have my French braids and beads. Couldn't tell me nothing. But y'all, Kaya remembered that. It had me cackling. I ran over to her <laughs> and I just grabbed her and laughed. I don't know why I be grabbing sometimes, grabbing people sometimes when I be laughing. Like, I'm one of those people who I'll take off running across the room or just out the room when something is too funny. I might jump up and down. I don't know why I do that. But one of my aunts, my Aunt Matia, she she passed away from ovarian cancer a few years ago. But she would go crazy when something was funny to her, man. She would be pulling your clothes half off, sliding out the chair and like falling on the floor. Even if you ain't know what was funny, um, seeing her reaction and the way she laughed made it funny to you. So I think I got a little on my aunt in me because I will run right out the room or I will be pulling on you if something is too funny. So thank you for that laugh, Kaya. And now now I think my brain is going to always make that association every time I have popcorn. I hope it happens to you too, Bestie. I hope it just gets stuck in your head next time you have some popcorn. You're going to hear me saying popcorn, popcorn on the train. Watch Deanna do her thing. <laughs> Lord, let it be so. Let it get stuck in their head. And um, oh, also, y'all who pray for me, because I asked you to, because I was going through mood swings and I was real aggravated a lot yesterday. Thank you, man. I, I feel better today. And one of my besties on Facebook, her name is Tracy. She posted right under my po- my podcast audio in the comment section that she was coming against the spirit of emotional irritation and aggravation and binding it up in the name of Jesus. I said, that's right, sis. That's what I'm talking about. We putting some prayer on these mood swings because um, brain trauma and emotional instability are a lot. But I'm like, hey, meet my God. He can speak to the storm raging in me and in you. And just like he did in one of my favorite Bible stories in Matthew 8 and 23 through 27, him and his disciples was out on that boat. Y'all know. And that storm started going nuts. And Jesus just straight up rebuked the winds and the waves and they ceased. That was so gangster. Jesus was like, quit. And then that was it. And they stopped. And so I know that same Jesus lives in me and I feel better today. So somebody been praying. Y'all know that old song? Somebody pray for me. Had me on their mind. Took the time to pray for me. I'm so glad they prayed. Y'all know that. I'm so glad they prayed for me. I think it goes something like that. But I'm so glad y'all prayed for me, besties. I be praying for y'all too. It ain't nothing like having some real ones in your corner. Y'all some real ones. Um, Because 
can't do that corny stuff. I don't know about you, but you know them people, they only be around you when everything is going good. Like, ain't no drama, no controversies, no major changes, or like when they approve of everything you say and do. And people will get ghosts on you when stuff changed too drastically in your life. And if that's what they want to do, you know what, besties? They look better gone. Tell them, bye, Felicia. Wait, do anybody even say bye, Felicia, anymore? Probably not. (laughs) I don't think so. But in this season... We ain't begging nobody to stay if they don't want to stay. You can't force somebody that don't want to be in your life to be there. If they leave, God going to send you someone else to take their place, period. We ain't about to be Jennifer Holiday up in this piece talking about something. I'm staying, I'm staying, and you, and you, and you, you're going to love me. Nah, fam, it's all right. I would like that if you love me, but... If you ain't going to love me, God got somebody else who will. I'm going to love you anyway because I ain't finna go to hell over you, right? So I'm going to love you. But if you don't love me, bye. And I just feel like that's a word for somebody today. We ain't even got a, We ain't even gotten to the podcast good and God's in somebody's business. Not for real. For real. I feel that. Now, you know, I might do have brain trauma, but my Holy Ghost, it worked fine. And I still be knowing when God's speaking to me and he talking to somebody, he wants you to know, you know what? Don't worry about who want to leave, who already left. God got something better for you. You're going to be all right, bestie. Cause sometimes people need to leave. They need to nah, devil. You got to tell them devil. You got me um messed up. You got it all the way twisted. I know that what God got for me is for me and can't no devil in hell. Stop it. Nah. Cause I hear God now I'm dead at, Wait, no. <laughs> Wait, that's a cuss. I'm dead serious. That's what I want to say. Some of us be feeling hell hostage and trying to live life a certain way and walk on eggshells for the approval of people who ain't real, ain't committed, ain't loyal to begin with. Nah, sis, go on and walk in the fullness of who you meant to be. Don't worry about who don't like it, who don't understand it, who gonna gossip about it. Let them talk, period. So what? I had read this quote the other day that I really like. By the way, besties, my kids be roasting me. Hold on, I need some water. My throat could be dry every day. You know what? Somebody, somebody, um, I need me a better water bottle. But anyway, my kids be roasting me. Um when I say the other day, because they told me, mommy, when you say the other day, you could mean two days ago, two weeks ago, or 20 years ago. <laughs> and they ain't lying. Forget y'all, though. But where is the lie, though? Y'all should know that, bestie. I, I got to make sure y'all really know me. The other day can't mean like 38 years ago. <laughs> but um, I was reading this quote, right? And I, I pulled it up because Excuse me. Um, People might talk about you. And so what? This quote say, great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. And small minds discuss people. I really like that quote. Let small minded people keep talking about you. And you keep glowing up, doing God's will, minding your business and growing your edges back. Forget them. What that scripture say? Um, 
it's in Philippians. It say, work out your own salvation. Yeah, that's the one. Like, mind your own business. Pay attention to your own spiritual walk. You all up in my business. Matthew 7 and 5 talks about how you got a big old log hanging out your eye, but you busy trying to get the speck out somebody else's eye. Half blind, trying to see clearly what I need to do with my life. Um, No, ma'am. No, sir. Go get you some business. <laughs> Ooh, help us today, God. He wants us to have great minds, not discussing people's shortcomings and struggles, struggles, mm -mm, struggles all the time. We all got struggles and shortcomings. Shoot, I ain't got no time to be trying to fix your life. My name is not Iyanla Van Zandt. And apparently Iyanla got tired of trying to fix all our lives too because she done quit that show. (laughs) She said, forget this. I ain't got this to do no more. But trying to fix other people is exhausting, man. So the next time you come across something that's a mess, but it ain't your place to to get into it. And and what am I trying to say? I don't know. Just stay out people's business. Just keep it pushing, sis. And besties, we're going to be expert level at minding our own business in 2022. And it's this funny song. I think my kids let me hear it. It was um, some guy on the internet, and he had like he was doing this worship song, but he changed the words to tell people to mind their business. Can y'all play that for me? Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. Do it. <laughs> I love that joint. Mind your business. That thing took me out. (laughs) When my kids let me hear it. I think his name is Prince Ty, Tay, something like that. Um, But it tickled me good. But we minding our business and growing spiritually all 2022. Amen. Amen. And I pray these podcasts will continue to feed your spirit because we trying to glow up and grow up in Christ. And each one is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube.com forward slash Deanna Hobbs, your daily cup of inspiration.com, wherever podcasts are heard. And you can you can hear them there. You get podcasts from old Deanna and new Deanna, whichever one you prefer. And thank you, though, for listening to them, because my team was sharing some really cool news that more than 750,000 of you have downloaded the Daily Cup of Inspiration. Like, I was like, God, for real? I was absolutely blown away by that. Still am. We marching toward a million downloads, and I just believe God for it, that lives are going to continually be transformed and souls saved. And so a big old thank you to my besties, because without you, it wouldn't be possible. Thank you for rating the podcast. Y'all be rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts and saying such kind things. And as hard as it's been some days to keep going, Um, remember that one time I announced that I was quitting? I was like, I just want you to know that this is the end. (laughs) God was like, yeah, not really, sis. You're going to take a break, but you're going to come back. And here we are going and growing strong. So just keep sharing it. Tell others about it because I believe God really want, I think he want to do good things through the Daily Cup, even with new Deanna. 
And um, I'm just blessed. I think I'm blessed to have you thankful. And I, I got this message. I want to make sure um, I share it from a, a woman named Lisa Lisa in Baltimore, one of our besties. Uh, she said her mother named her Lisa Lisa after the singer from the 80s. <laughs> I love that. But she wrote this. She said, Deanna, um, I put the bottle down four months ago after seven years of heavy drinking. I gave my life to Jesus. I had been listening to your podcast to get my life back on track. At first, I thought I would for sure die when my body went through alcohol withdrawals, shaking, sweating, rapid breathing, throwing up. I was irritable. It was terrible. Uh, I got in a program to help me. And one of the things my counselor said is find something to do instead of drinking when you get the urge. And I promised myself when I wanted to drink, I would go for a walk and listen to you instead. And now I think I have some of your messages memorized. <laughs> I love that. Um, Lisa Lisa said, I go for long walks and just play uh, your encouragements in my ear and I'm remaining sober. Thank you for remaining. No, thank you for making your encouragement available and pushing through all you have to go through to get me through what I'm going through. I love you, my sister. Oh, glory to God. See, this is why Daily Cup family. This is why besties. This is why I got to keep going. This is why y'all got to keep praying for me. God is doing something so awesome. Thank you, Lisa, Lisa, um, for this testimony and for letting me be a part of your healing process. Y'all know I'm emotional. You know I am. Already know it. Um, I'm just honored. This is amazing. Can we get a praise break right here? And inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow in their faith. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org slash donate. Thank you for your generosity. My heart is full. My soul is just on fire today. Woof. Let's pray and um, get into today's message, okay? All right. God, thank you for, for gathering us together and, and for sending us, sending this precious person to press play. I, I ask that you just please speak specifically to them with such clarity that there will be no way that they can doubt the fact that they have heard from you today. In Jesus' name, we believe and receive. Amen, amen, and amen. Whew. Yesterday, um, besties, I can tell that somebody was praying for me. You had to be because you know what I did yesterday? I slept and I slept and I slept. Lately, I, I ain't been having a... Um, a good time sleeping. It's been hard, like no naps in the daytime and then no sleep 
at nighttime beyond like maybe two or three hours. And that might be a generous estimate. And my therapist, Jen, was really concerned about that. And she was trying to help me get some rest. But my body just wouldn't. You know, I had stuff on my mind. You ever get like that? You can't sleep. But yesterday, besties, I got the best soundest sleep. And I slept a long time. And I needed that. I woke up feeling refreshed. So keep praying for me. God gave me sweet sleep. Um, but yesterday morning at 11 o'clock, I was, I was supposed to originally have therapy yesterday and, um, no, I didn't sleep through it or not like that. I was awake at that time, but Jim reached out and she told me that she was sick and she couldn't keep our therapy session yesterday. And so I told her, okay, it was fine, you know, feel better. And we would just, you know, reschedule our session for next week. And that for me, bestie, is progress, like big progress. Because in the early days, like of starting therapy, once I realized how big a help Jen was to me, I felt like I always needed to talk to her, like I needed it. I had to have those conversations. And she felt like a lifeline for me to just straighten out my confused brain. And And the first time she had to cancel therapy, yo, I... I freaked out. I had a whole panic attack. I I didn't I didn't think I would be mentally okay without sitting down and discussing what was going on with me. And I I had been having a stressful week and I was looking forward to that session cuz when we first started talking my brain was like scrambled eggs, bro. It it was all over the place. I didn't understand myself, my feelings, my nothing. I was always on the edge. I was having crying spells all the time. Yo, I was I was miserable just straight up. And I thank God that I've grown past that phase because even though I knew back then that God is my source of everything, my immature emotions and my brain trauma, just it all just everything got confused in my head. And I got this unhealthy codependence on Jen. So the first time she had to cancel, it was rough. And so there was this one time in between sessions, I was in my room and I had opened up this drawer and I was looking for something and then something fell on the floor. And you know what it was? It was, it was my hospital bracelet from the day I had to be admitted with that mini stroke after I had an allergic reaction to Bactrim that just started this whole mess. And I hadn't seen the bracelet since I, you know, cut it off. And I don't know why I kept it. But when I saw the bracelet that day, bruh, it triggered my PTSD because bestie, I was gone. I lost my mind. I started hyperventilating and shaking. And I was suddenly like back in ICU. The room transformed. I couldn't breathe. My heart was going crazy. It was so ugly. I was shaking and trembling and I managed to get my phone to call Jen, but dude, she ain't answer. And I spiral. I had a whole meltdown. It was such an awful feeling, man. I don't even want to think about it. It was so terrible. 
what I had been through at that time was so fresh and I didn't know how to process it. So seeing flashbacks and me having seizures, bruh, the feeling of not being able to breathe, like I was drowning during the seizures and, and then that hopeless feeling I had, like I was never getting out of the ICU. Uh-huh. Let me drink some water. <clears throat> Felt like I wasn't going to get out. Help me, Jesus. So I was reliving the trauma, man. And so a hospital bracelet triggered that. And dude, it was terrifying. Awful. I had no explanation. Oh, that was not as bad, was it? Explanation. Well, if I could get the 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 PL in there, like explanation. Explanation, explanation. I'm working on it. So I couldn't explain why that happened. And then I just went into this deep depression for like a week. Excuse me. Um, I lay in my room. It was dark. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to see nobody. I was just sad and lost. And I think that's when I knew, like, for sure, for sure, like, nah, sis, you need some intense, serious, for real, for real help. But even though I was in distress, man, Jen couldn't be there all the time, right? And and in our next session, she told me I had to learn how to use the tools that she gave me to cope, like breathing exercises and grounding techniques and going for walks and praying the course and she would always tell me like don't isolate when I was having a hard time and that's still difficult because sometimes I just don't I don't feel like I know how to deal with everything and I isolate so I had to try to learn to recenter myself but man it was hard um when you add the brain trauma and, and all the confusion that caused on top of PTSD and anxiety and depression and stuff like that got bad so I first started spiraling like that in the hospital, besties. After I got out of ICU, I was spazzing. And they gave me drugs to calm me down. But my doctor told me he knew I was going to have a rough time, but he didn't want to give me certain drugs for panic attacks because they was addictive. And he was like, you will develop a dependency on the drug and you'll never learn how to to, calm yourself down. And um, I ain't like that. First, I was like, nah, fam, give me the drug, bro. Give it to me. Give me the drug. But he didn't do it. I wasn't trying to hear what he was talking about. But I'm glad now, in hindsight, that he didn't. It's been hard sometimes, and I run into rough patches. But I have learned that what I need to make it through those panicking episodes is inside me. God is inside me and he helps me and I use my tools. Now I'm doing a lot better, but sometimes I got to be honest, you know, I keep it a buck. I'd be like, Lord, I'm not out of the woods completely. And, and I'm still, you know, I'm still going through stuff. So God, you sure you want to use me to teach the gospel and help people? Cause I'm still, you know, I'm still in it, God. And he always responds to me the same way. He always responds the same way. I want to use you just like you are. And God's ways can be real weird to the human human mind. Like, I don't see stuff like he see it. Well, obviously. 
But he told me early this morning, besties, to go and read something from my own blog to help put things in perspective. Y'all, God be using these daily cups for me sometimes, too. And this post was about the prophet Jeremiah, you know, the one who always be crying all the time. God called Cryberry, Crybaby Jeremiah. We call him um, the weeping prophet. And God called him to prophesy, told him to prophesy against Judah because they was acting up. They stay acting up, not living right, worshiping idols. And so they was going to be captives for 70 years to Babylon, right? So I was like, okay, God, (laughs) did I do something wrong? Because this post ain't seeming helpful right now. (laughs) Like, Why you want me to read this? You ever been going through something and you need encouragement and then you read a Bible verse about hellfire and be like, nah, bro, this ain't it. This ain't what I was looking for. Israel has sinned and shall be bound. But I kept reading it, though. Um, And in Jeremiah 19, God told Jeremiah to preach in in this place called Hinnom Valley. And y'all, Hinnom Valley was nasty, bro. It was horrible. It was dirty. It was stinking. It stunk so bad because the sinful people of Judah, they would go to Hinnom Valley, right? It was also called um, Topheth. And once they got there, they would be sacrificing their kids to this false god named Molech. And it was crazy. So Hinnom Valley smelled like death and rotten flesh. It was a burning garbage dump in a city sewer. That's what it was. Like the people who lived there, they would sometimes call it the Valley of the Sewer. And so can you imagine God telling you to go preach from there? My carnal flesh would have been like, yeah, nah, it's a no for me, God. I'm finna pass on that hard pass. That was nasty. And then in the New Testament, even Jesus talked about Henna Valley and he called it Gehenna. And in the Greek, that means hell. So God basically sent Jeremiah to hell to preach. He was like, I want you to go to hell and preach. See, fam, it be stuff like this that you don't factor in. You know, when you say yes to God, use me, God. I give myself away so you can't use me. Right. We be singing all of that stuff. My life is not my own. We be dead serious. And then God be like, yeah, so I want you to go to hell and preach. I don't want to go to hell literally or figuratively. Like, hell is not a fun place, God. Like, what is we doing right now? When I was in, I was younger in the Church of God in Christ. This made me think so, think about something. It was this bishop that came to our church. I think he was like at a a convention or something. And I think it was Bishop, Um, what's his name? Dang, I can't remember his name. Anderson, Bishop Anderson, I think, yeah. If I'm lying on the late Bishop Anderson, I'm sorry, but I think it was him. And he said that this pastor had came to day church and sang, and he was singing this song, I don't want to go to hell, oh, no. I don't want to go to hell, oh, no. Hell is deep, hell is white, ain't got no bottom, ain't got no sides. I don't want to go to hell, oh, no. Something like that, right? And then the chorus part, Besties went, hell no, and the audience had to repeat, hell no, hell no, hell no, I don't want to go to hell, oh no, y'all should have seen, 
Y'all should have seen how tight them Kojic missionaries' faces was because for them, hell was a cuss. <laughs> you can't say hell like that. And this bishop tickled me. Some people in that audience ain't know where to look or how to feel. And that just blessed my naughty little spirit in that church. Hell no. That's what Jeremiah probably wanted to sing that song to God when he heard about this assignment. Hell no. But is that a cuss? Is hell a cuss? I don't know. It's funny, though. <laughs> oh, goodness. But so I was reading this like, nah, that ain't it. Hennem Valley, Tophet, Gehenna, whatever y'all call it. It was just hell. And it was maggots and dead bodies and all this stuff was considered unclean under the law. But God said, no, preach right in there. Preach from that place that stink. Preach from hellish circumstances. So God ordained this, but the conditions were terrible. And it didn't seem like the place was was like fit to preach. It didn't seem like the place was fit to preach from. That's what I'm trying to say. So y'all, God hit me this morning with this story. And then he said, Deanna, I called you to share from right where you are, even though the conditions don't seem suitable. Y'all should have seen me right and me and God be talking. And since you're my bestie, I tell you what he said to me. He told me, your assignment right now is not to teach from a pleasant place. Let them see the ugly because I am a God who dwells with you in the ugly, unpleasant places too. Sometimes I send you there to do my will. I mean, God sent Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That wasn't exactly nice or pleasant either, right? And I was like, wow, that's deep. God was also dealing with me about how it's a lot of people in ugly places in their life, too. They feel like they stuck in that trash dump Jeremiah was in. And they need to know that I love them and that my purpose can be accomplished in these places. So, Bestie, if you be feeling like sometimes, dang, my life feel like trash right now. You in Hennem Valley, bestie, and it's a message God wants to get across to you that he's right there with you in the trash. My son, Kadar, he always be talking about something that's trash. He loved LeBron and the Lakers, right? And so if they don't do good, I'll be like, how they play? Like trash, man. Or if our family is watching a game together, we love football and the team ain't doing good. We yell out trash. We talk so much trash around here with sports. Or if somebody is sick in the house and I ask, so how you feeling? They'll say like trash. We know what that means. It ain't good. And y'all besties, sometimes life be trash. That's how it feel like. How's your bank account looking? Trash. <laughs> How's work going? Trash. How's the relationship right now? Trash. How the business, trash. We don't always say it, right? Because it's not that we want to walk around speaking negativity over ourselves. My life is trash. That's not what I'm saying. But we feel like that sometimes, right? And that's okay. Hennem Valley is trash. And sometimes life do feel trash. But guess what? Trash seasons don't last forever, though. That's the good thing. Jeremiah didn't have to stay there forever. And neither do you. Some of the trash things for me that I was going through when I first came back home in 2019, 
I ain't going through them things no more. Like, I feel a lot less trash than I did before. I can do stuff I couldn't do before. I have made so much progress. Or like when Jen canceled therapy, I wasn't bugging about it. I ain't spiral. I was like, cool, I'm straight. And so I see progress in the little things. And you're going to see progress too. God's going to bless you, bestie. We're going to be all right. This is just a season. It's just a phase. It's it's going to get better. And sometimes the getting better part be taking longer than you want. It goes slower. I know. I know. I know. I know. But it's still going to get better because God promised it. And it's a scripture that God took me to in 1 Samuel 2 and 8. And he told me to stir that into your cup of inspiration. And it says, he raises the poor up from the dust. He lifts up the needy from the trash heap. Look at that. To make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. So while you're drinking down your con- the contents of your cup of inspiration today, you got to see yourself coming out of the trash heap. The Bible says that God raises us up from there. You know, God's raising you up and he's putting you in a position of honor. Yeah, circumstances might be hellish sometimes, but God got a plan to turn it around and work it out for your good. You got to trust him that God's not finished blessing you like this is not all there is. You got to remember the promises that God spoke over your life. This is what I want you to do like. When you be feeling real trash and low and everything seems like it's going wrong, I want you to go back to the stuff that you know that God has promised you. And I also want you to go back to some of the stuff that looks so bad, like it was never going to get better and God helped you out of it. And remember, I serve the same God, man. And he specializes in turning trash into treasure, you know, and it's this scripture that, um, God just put in my heart. I got to go look it up about having this treasure in um, jars of clay. Hold on. Let me look. Like this is in real time. I'm trying to find this scripture for you. God, like add this scripture. Um, But I don't don't know where it's at by heart. Oh, in 2 Corinthians 4 and 7 through 9. It says, but. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Thank you, Jesus. See, bestie, he said you got to go get this scripture, especially for them to let them know that. Even though your life feels like trash, there's a treasure inside of you that God is bringing up out of you. And you have this treasure in this body that don't always act like we want it to act, right? I got a treasure in this brain that don't act like I always want it to act. But that's so that we know that the power belongs to God and not to us. Trash seasons are like they say they serve a purpose so that when God brings you out of them you will know that nobody did it but God nobody fixed that but God nobody worked that out but God nobody turned that around but God nobody pulled me up out of that depression but God nobody could have done it but him because he specializes in turning trash 
into treasure. It's a treasure inside you and he's bringing it out of you. I want you to be encouraged, okay? You know, I love you so much. Let's pray real quick. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. Some seasons they have to go through are hard, unpleasant, unfair, and they seem like they're going to last forever. But thank you, Lord, for assuring them that you are the God who transforms trash into treasure, who brings beauty from ashes and who turns mourning to joy. And I thank you, God, that a turnaround for your people is coming in due time. And until then, we will wait and remain full of faith and expect our breakthrough because you said you would turn it around and you are faithful and cannot lie. In Jesus name, we bless you. Amen. Your daily cup of inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to yourdailycupofinspiration.com.